0: I hope you've not been too badly affected by the snow sweeping across Scotland and are enjoying the very Instagrammable snowy landscapes. To keep you warm, here's a new podcast. The other week, I met Benedetto Bordoni. Benedetto is a graphic designer and founder of The Loft, a creative agency based in Glasgow. We had a very broad-ranging conversation and one that I hope you'll really enjoy. So here it is. Okay, so we're here in Glasgow. Uh, at the Loft Creative Agency with Benedetto Bordoni. Um, so Benedetto, thank you very much for um, being on the podcast and sitting down for chat. Um, firstly, can you <laughs> um, can you tell us about yourself and a, a wee bit about the Loft?
1: Yeah, sure. So Jack, at the, yeah. seg- <laughs> the second time I'm asking, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. this is take two. Yeah, déjà vu for some. Yeah. Um, Firstly, I've got to say thank you very much for giving us the opportunity no worries, to be part, part of
0: your yeah.
1: your podcast series. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to do amazing things for yourself and your brand and your company. And uh, after having spoke having spoke to you a wee bit as yes. well, yeah, I think you're, I think it's going to be a, a real success. Hopefully, I hope so too. Yeah. Um, for myself, uh, it's like I said, I as a a, a Scottish Italian. Yeah. Uh, born in Kilmarnock, mm. uh, grew up with a, just a, a real passion for design and, and at that point, just, just cars, had, I was a huge lover of, of automobiles, cars, my dad loved them, it just it was just passed on to myself. And when I was about, I think about 10, 11 years old, I was driving everybody to school mm-hmm. crazy because I'd read in one of my car magazines that, uh, that you could be a car designer, that was something you could do, that somebody actually styled these things and I'd even picked out which uh, which course I wanted to do in England. It was the only place in the UK that did car design and it was at Coventry University. Uh, fast forward about six years later, uh, when I was 17, I actually went and studied car design at Coventry and that was uh, fantastic. learned so much. It was a great an amazing experience. Um, did things, we did projects with Jaguar and then eventually, with a lot of my, my friends, just got great selection of things like internships and uh, placements, so I, I was very fortunate to intern at Alfa Romeo, which was a bit of a, a dream at the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. being a, a young Italian that liked cars, that was that was an amazing experience, but and yeah, just fantastic, uh, worked for Honda, worked in a few big studios, interned a few big studios, it was great, um, just afterwards though I began the. I always had a huge appreciation for the craft part of design and getting just the development of the design correct and making things look good, which is really, really yeah. important in the car industry. Um, but what I was finding was I was actually becoming exposed to things that I found more interesting, like brands, uh, how does it all fit together, the business side. So once my sort of period of car design was, you can. it's what, it's what a lot of people do, they graduate and they try lots of different things. Um, at that time I did courses at Glasgow Metropolitan um, and gently made the transition into graphic design, web design, and branding, and uh, it was it was great. So I freelanced for a bit and uh, learned some things. Started to work with some clients for the first time. I always knew that one day I wanted to to have my own company. Yeah. I just didn't think it was going to be quite quite so young. Um, a bit like, your, yeah, yeah, a yeah, bit yeah, like yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, two thousand and twelve, the loft was formed, and. Uh, our company exists to help bring brands to life. To find out what's special about what people do, what the the product, the organization, and we always say just bring it to life. And it's it's always in the most imaginative and the most effective ways possible. Imaginative, so we're always using really creative solutions, really neat ideas, um, and effective because we actually do care massively. We're obsessed about results. That websites, you know, hit the right metrics. That campaigns actually engage people and that if we, even if we're doing a poster it's actually going to grab somebody's attention and that's where obsession lies and uh, yeah The Loft that's what we existed is just just to bring that brand to life and just make it look as yeah as fantastic as possible so that's what The, the Loft is about.
0: Good stuff. Um, so we're sitting in your studio at the moment. Yes. Um, Let's go back to like kind of the, the start of the loft. What was what was like that like and what, what was it that inspired you to start it? Obviously you said the kind of the brand side of things and the greater business side of design um gradually like kind of became very interesting to you. So what what was it like that kind of startup period and um what was it that kind of really made you start the loft and what was was, was there a moment that you were like, I'm gonna start this business?
1: I think by the time we started I already started freelancing a bit and it was interesting because I worked for big companies yeah. doing very small things yeah. so in the car design world you will spend a day designing door handles mm-hmm. or wheel trims and you'd be lucky if 2% of your work ever may get onto production and that's that, that's the process they have yeah. to go yeah. through I flipped from that to doing very big things for very small companies but actually found more pleasure in it found that it was a uh, it was just more interesting I I did but at that point the business bug, if yeah, you like, yeah, yeah. had really grabbed us and um, had never did business, even at high school. But by that time I was, we were supported initially by PSYBT. Yeah. And so I was going to networking events and speaking to other entrepreneurs and just, just found the whole movement, if you like, yeah. so, so inspiring. And, uh, it, it kind of it did wake up something inside me that I never knew was there. Um, the loft the Loft is just, is an opportunity for us to do it and do it better. Like, like we, yeah, it's <laughs> trying try to think it's, you just, you just see people that do, do things that just take your breath away and they also work in a commercial level. So everything from like, if you've seen the first sort of uh, Think Different ads that Apple did when yep. they relaunched the brand in, in the late nineties, um, everything, pretty much everything, maybe not everything, but. Ninety percent of what BrewDog does yeah. is just absolutely outstanding. It's it's really really creative. It's really fun. It's really imaginative, and how successful is that company, yeah. you know, um, so it's doing it's doing it's having a life where you get to do really really cool things, and uh, and all the fun that's that's associated associated with that, and uh, that's that's what the loft is, and it's it's taking all that energy and all that spirit, and that never ending. Quest to to just put out something good, and do something good for others, and do something really creative for others. That's probably a very, a very, that's the word. Uh, not very structured way of communicating it, but that's that's just and who yeah, we yeah. are. It's hard to it's
0: hard to kind of <laughs> put that across in one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually what we're, we're paid to do for yeah, others. Yeah, I'm yeah. Doing a great job at it. I'm sure but, yeah. you
0: can design a nice <laughs> something to put that across, though. So, yeah. We do
1: well, a tagline design with soul. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I think. It just about gets it right because soul is all about spirit and energy and design is about uh order and construction and putting it together so you get the right tension to create like i said to create things that actually work for people yeah very nice
0: um when i was kind of drawing up or thinking about what i wanted to ask you um it's all that's always like usually i just kind of like go in and see what see what comes in into my mind but i wanted to like get a structure for some of the stuff i was going to ask you so one thing that's always puzzled me is how does a branding agency brand itself yep that is a lot of pressure because obviously as a branding agency you are experts in brand mm-hmm. and design so to build the brand and the design for something that as an expert in brand and design must be quite a chat like a to kind of it has to be your your absolute best work. So yeah. how did you go about, like, if anyone, if you're watching and listening, I'll put a wee screenshot on the video actually of your website and you kind of your brand, which is like obviously impeccable and looks really cool. And instantly you're like, this is a cool place. Um, so how did you, how do you brand a branding agency?
1: It's a good question. It's <laughs> yeah. a very well, good it's question. It's just one of
0: those things. That I've just always been like, yeah, what? branding agencies are so cool. And I'm like, oh, someone actually has to go and design that. So how you, do how'd you do it?
1: Yeah. Well, branding and design and graphic design is, is what we do. Yeah. And there's a famous book, um, and a lot of agencies have spoke about the book, mm-hmm. our famous TED talk, which is Simon Sinek's Start With Why, yeah. yeah. which you're probably familiar with. Yeah. Uh, so we have to see past branding. Branding mm-hmm. is just the what we do, but what we, why we do it, or who we are, essentially, is the bit that we want to communicate. So our brand is created on... Uh, just sharing several ideas. It's, our brand is actually our, our identity. Our mark is about positive energy, because great design and great brands attract. It's such a positive gives it a positive vibe that attracts people. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Everything we we talk all the time about energy, high energy. That's a big part of it. We talk about bringing ideas to life, and we 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 live by those i ideals, if you like. It was incredible when I found out just a couple of days ago that, we, supposedly we're the only agency in this floor oh really? that has a printer, oh really? and that's always because we're running through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's you can't see this side of the wall, but yeah. yeah. There's, mm. we, we, we will test so many ideas, yeah. um, and it's only because, it's only when we know things are gonna work that we can push them, mm. that we can develop them. So, to go back to the original point, you have to see past just the what, branding, graphic design website, mm. and communicate the higher side of a brand, um, so in our case, it's, it's about bringing ideas to life or uh, using energy to, to draw people towards your brand, something like that. And if you think in that respect, you'll always be able to, you'll always be able to, what was I going to say? You, you'll find there's so much more flexibility about your brand. Simon Sennett uses the Apple, the, sorry, the example of Apple really, really well. He says everything Apple about is about is about thinking differently, yeah. and they can apply that philosophy to a phone. Yeah, they can apply that philosophy to a washing machine. The moment Apple stop thinking differently, then they they begin to tarnish their brand. So it's all about that sort of higher side, and that's what we do. And it's what we do for our clients. So for ourselves, the brand is just a mark. I mean, you, if you look at the the energy of the the pictures on our social yeah. media, we we're always looking for reasons to celebrate somebody's birthday or somebody's graduation or whatever it is. Um, all those sort of little bits of, um, all those little touch points, all those little things that we do is just a celebration of who we are and that's that's probably the best way to brand, not just an agency, but to brand anything. If it becomes more than, than the what, mm. it'll become richer and it's what people will eventually buy into yeah. and that's a big thing and again, the, the brands we've mentioned, Brewdog is just another tremendous example of that yeah so
0: yeah yeah, nice yeah I mean that's always something I've always kind of you know every company has to brand itself in some way but if you're a branding agency then the, the pressure to brand yourself really effectively must be very, di- very difficult in social media I feel the pressure to make our social media pages yeah. amazing because yeah. essentially you got to start at home so you know as a branding agency it must be very you must feel the pressure to make your brand incredible throughout yeah. or not pressure but
1: yeah no it, it is um, it's it's really really important though um, like how should I put it it's actually something I learned from another agency when we, we a few years ago did a little tour of agencies and spoke yeah. to creative directors and fans people had been in the game a lot yeah, yeah. longer and um, at that time our website was a bit second hand looking and um, our card was a bit it was all right. It wasn't great. And we'd, we'd just been really, really busy with client stuff. Yeah. And, and this one of the, one of the other entrepreneurs, if you like made a, a good point, he was like, well, how can you, how can you ask somebody for, for money to do this for somebody else if yours doesn't look impeccable? And since that point, um, things like our logo, our brand identity, our website is, it has to look, cause it, like I said, you wouldn't, yeah, you just, you have to walk the walk and talk the yeah. talk. Um, but like I said, it's it doesn't mean you need to be too precious about it. Like there's there's some official things yeah, of we'll do, sure. like our, our case studies and uh, you know our business cards. That's treated with a lot of uh, time and care. But a lot of the stuff we put out in social media is, I mean, it's it's fast and yeah, it's energetic. And reactive, yeah, it's just it's just who we are. Yeah. We we take great delight. I mean, the, the the projects we've got about fifty projects on our project page, which I think is going to get trimmed, but. <laughs> time and and energy and potential things that were rejected and solutions that we use and little clever things. that's there. I mean, it's, it's just insane. And, uh, and we, we share that. I mean, we put that out on on social media because we're just, again, it's just an incredible level of, of energy and dedication to something and none of that's polished, but finding those, and it's always those solutions to problems, solutions to challenges. Um, which are the things that we just we just love to share, and uh, whether it's client work or our own brand, it doesn't really matter. We're we're not massively strategic about it. We just uh, put a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there. yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. I think
0: that's a good way to, to do it. I mean, you have to make sure. If, and you have to have a stream of content, really, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's definitely you've answered my question, and so thank you very much for watching that one. <laughs> that was a that was a ridiculous question, but just something it's I thought. It's a great of question. Like, well, I was just it it. was a fantastic yeah. question. <laughs> um, so we're sitting in your studio at the moment, and there's four lovely computers, yep. which obviously means you've got a bit of a team. Yep. Um, so who was like, who was the first person you hired? Okay. And what is that process of hiring someone in a, like a creative um, space like, and what? Obviously, it's very labor-intensive designing kind of. We we spoke before and you said the guys that you hire design eighty percent of their, their time is spent designing. Yeah. And um, roughly. Um so what did like that first hire enable the loft to do and what like extra ability did it enable it to have and how did it like support the growth of the loft?
1: Well there's a good story for our first we actually hired two people at first go. Okay. Um, so the company not been gone for about a year in 2012 we got to 2013 we'd, we had a good a decent first year and it was always quite by that time i told you the entrepreneurial bug had got a hold of yeah. us and we wanted to scale so we applied to the prince's Prince uh, the trust. prince's trust yeah. it was psybt at the yeah, time yeah. and uh, for the growth fund to scale the business so we spent lots of time putting together business plans and um, thinking about uh, growth how do you achieve growth and hiring staff was a part of that what what's amazing about growth of any kind is the minute you want to take the next step up <laughs> suddenly exposes all your weaknesses yeah, about where you yeah, are because yeah. suddenly you want to get to a higher level and um, and all of a sudden things aren't you don't know this until you've actually tried Yeah. so we had supposedly lots and lots of work coming our way towards the end of 2013 we spoke to a lot of people a lot of prospects and we did all the you know you've got all your Prospects in a spreadsheet, etc. Yeah. And um, you just you've got a feeling of good vibes. You just you know there's a lot of goodwill out there. Things are going well, um, and we decided that it was sort of time to hire. And uh, that was always part of the plan. But around about that time, our sales just took a a nosedive. And you learn things. There's a yeah, difference yeah. between selling and closing. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between prospecting and selling. There's there's all parts of that. So we were great at the softer side of Attracting people and getting yeah. having conversations, etc., etc., not so great at the the closing part, um, which was something t- had to be learned, and it turned out our run right about the time we were looking to hire, which was around about November two thousand thirteen for the first time, we uh, our work pipeline was was kind of empty. Yeah. And I remember having a discussion with my mentor at the time. The what the great thing about it, uh, the Prince's Trust was Did you, you got yeah, you yeah, got yeah, mentors. Sure And uh, the mentor had was fantastic. He was great. And to this day, some of his his lessons and some of the chats we had over coffee are are brilliant. Uh, Yeah, it would make me laugh, but he was great. Learned a lot. He'd also scaled the company from nothing to about 10 million over his career. So he was obviously somebody to to listen to. And um, we were speaking, uh, talking about the staff thing and uh, whether it was the right time because December and January tend to be a quiet time. For creative industries, but we had some seed money, and um, it was whether it was to just go ahead or wait. And I thought, well, if we wait, it's gonna be February by the time we actually put our growth plan in place. And I thought February's ages away, and and you, again, just i feel that there's a lot of work coming your way. There wasn't really much evidence yeah. of it at that time, and um, I thought, well, if we go, we've got to go quick. We're gonna to have to do this sooner rather than later, because if you're half-hearted in your decision. And it's not going to work. Yeah. So we put an ad out on the Monday to a few of the, the, the lecturers at the colleges, uh, Glasgow City College and a few of the other ones. We had some people apply straight away. And it was actually, it, it was perfect because we wanted people that, we didn't want people that were perfect. Yeah. We wanted people that were ready, ready and do. ready to go. So we did, we were interviewing people by the Tuesday. Um, we pretty much made a decision by the Wednesday uh, told them on the Thursday and they started on the Friday and we actually started off at the the Apple store picking right. up their Macs yeah. that week we'd also moved into our first studio yeah. as a company so we actually started off in the Apple store it was really nice actually the yeah. guy in the Apple store took a picture we've got our Macs yeah, yeah, yeah. they constructed the studio and, and all of which we all did it together Yeah. Um, and you know it was a team but the one thing I'll say and it, was, it was the two guys were uh, Ruth and Alejandro they were fantastic Alejandro Pristas was one of the nicest people you could ever meet. I mean he was he was such a sweet guy. He was lovely. That basic craft of design, like being good with the tools. I mean he he was even he was still at college at the time, he was a mil, a million times better than I ever could be with the tools. Um it, it was just it's just a passion, just something that something I love. You could spend hours doing it and yeah. it wouldn't feel like hours. Um what was I gonna say? And he was great with clients, so Alexander was great. Ruth was a little bit more edgy, a little bit more conceptual, mm-hmm. pr- probably a bit raw at the time. Not, not, I think it'd be fair to say, not as great with the tools at that point, although she did very quickly develop. Had um, a real, yeah, our ideas were always pretty out there. Yeah. But if you could get them, if you could align that with the right client message, it was perfect. And that allowed, and they guys were perfect. You know, that they made a the great team and it allowed me to be what I wanted to be, which is 100 miles an hour. Um, out trying to win business thinking about bigger picture stuff but not getting too too into the detail or as much as needs to be yeah. and the team so we hired the three it, it came together like it was literally Monday Right, we're going to hire this week Friday we had a studio a team the computers all in place oh, yeah. it was great and it was for, for a little while it was a great team and those guys were yeah really really outstanding and, and just perfect for that moment as well and t- even though we uh, December and January were quite uh, tight, if you like. Uh, February, and March, and April, the floodgates just opened. Yeah. We were, and the great thing about it was they were ready. They had a good couple of months to bed in, to yeah. bed in, and just ready for an absolute avalanche of work, which is yeah. what happened in, in February, March, April. So that was great, and there's I can't speak highly enough about both yeah. of those guys. Both great people, and yeah, contributed a huge amount. So it was the perfect time. Yeah. On reflection, yeah. Time is a big thing. You just again you, with with entrepreneurship, I've i made the mistake of not going with my gut a lot of the time. You just you you can tell you know when something's about yeah, to fall into yeah. place. Um, I feel the the balance we've got right now with our team is very similar. Um, it's just every, everybody's got different skill sets, etc., and soft skills and technical skills. But it's just it's just getting it to. To work, to work yeah, in the right way yeah. so yeah
0: nice first hires yeah, sounds Pretty good. Fun. yeah I'm looking forward to that point as well like, you, are yeah. you quite
1: excited about yourself
0: yeah I don't know I just I think that um, you know when you start when you start a business you obviously love like what you do and the social media thing for me is like I like, I'm, I love it and I like like being able to kind of think of oh that's a good like strategy to do let's go do it and then, like when you watch the results actually come in, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but then there's this other part of me that is, uh, I love business. We spoke about this before. Um, like I just love the. Like building something, and a big part of that building something is getting out and meeting loads of people, which I guess social media is, by name social. So you do have to meet a lot of people, and you know, we're always. Filming content or making content for clients, and um, but yeah, I love that kind of like the business side of it as well. Um, so, yeah, that is always something I've kind of like wanted to go into like the more strategy of my business um, as well as like kind of thinking about client stuff too.
1: I think that'll serve you really well because I think the one thing about a lot of businesses is a sort of commercial side and yeah. a technical side. Yeah, I think most businesses. Yeah. And the the leader, if you like, has to be able to, to operate in both worlds. They yep. need to know how the commercial side works, how to serve clients, how to, um, manage time, manage people to a certain extent, but also they need to share in the passion for the, the subject mm. that their team's going to yeah, can yeah. indulge. Because if you're just rushing everything to close all the time and they're not going to enjoy it and you're not yeah. going to attract the best people in that respect. So if you can, Walk in both worlds. I actually think it's a great place to be, and I think it will serve yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, massively well.
0: I think it's just having that passion for both sides of things. I mean, if I look at like my week, I'm sure your week's very similar. Like, you know, at the start of the week, I usually do a lot of meetings, and then the end of the week always seems to be like client stuff. So I get to do both. I yep. really enjoy that. Um. But yeah, it's good to kind of do the other thing to keep the passion for the other thing going, sort of thing. Yeah. So when I'm doing really loads of social media stuff for a while, lots of content, then it's nice to go away and do meet loads of people and do loads of, like, macro, like, you know, commercial stuff, um, and then come back to the social media stuff, and it just kind of balances out nicely. Yep. Um, and then, so, you know, the loft is we're sitting in your room looking at like a lot of the stuff you designed, a lot of the stuff we're not allowed to show. Um, <laughs> Sorry folks. No, 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 no. Um, But like, trust me, it looks incredible. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, really, really. it's very cool. Um, so like, you've obviously got a lot of big, nice clients. Um, if you looked at your website, that client list is mind blowing. Um, so do you have any you can talk about and kind of what, what pieces of work have you done and what kind of like, what is like your proudest bits of work that you and your team have delivered for, for clients?
1: It's a good question. Um, I mean, on the, the, the subjects of getting bigger clients, which is what a lot of people, um, a lot of people are after, it's what we were after yeah. very much at the beginning. And now we've got a, a good spread. We, we work with uh, big clients. We work with large SMEs, still work with the odds, small, small, yeah, small yeah. company with maybe just one or two people. Um, what actually, what I believe happened is the bigger companies, the bigger organizations actually quite like the spirit of the way we treated yeah, it small companies. The yeah. smaller companies that we were always. Do you find like, I find that small
0: companies want to be big companies Yep. and big companies want to keep the spirit of small companies. I just, I always think that's like kind of, it's a really strange one. I guess it's like another case of like the grass is always green on the other side.
1: I think you've um, actually summed it up perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah. really
0: strange, but yeah. No, no, sorry. Yeah, no, no.
1: You, I think, I think you've answered the question there.
0: Yeah. Um. No, that's the answer. No, no. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, so yeah. Can you give us an example of like a small company that you've worked with that you've like produced something that you're really, really proud of?
1: Well, oh God, I mean, there's loads and loads of yeah. stuff we've done for small companies. Just uh, let me think. I mean, one there's, there's so many yeah there's so many different projects yeah. I mean, one of the things just kind of going back to what you said I'll I'll ask the question in a minute yeah. um, I mean I remember when we got Ben Ryuk which is the, the whiskey distillery uh, up in Speyside as a, as a client for the first time yep. and it came about it was really fun. it came about we did know the their international sales manager and it was a relationship there but we still thought, and I'm I'm pretty shameless in this respect I to pick up the phone all yep, the time definitely. So we must have phoned him about 20, 30 times, <laughs> which is funny because he's a sales guy and I don't know if he quite appreciates it. it's been sold to quite. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say assertively, I won't say yeah, aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did, we said, look, we're a great team. There's so much buzz happening. You've got to come in, you've got to see, you've got to be a part of it. And they did, they gave us a, it's what I'm. they give you a crumb. They give you something tiny to work on. And uh, they did, they gave us a tiny little project. It was a little couple of days project. One I actually found still can't talk about, it, but it was, Tiny project for quite an uh, interesting market, let's just say that. And they said their current agency are, we're a bit frustrated with them because they're being super rigid. Um, we're only getting three designs and we're getting two sets of amends and we can't walk this way, we're finding it quite restrictive. I was like, ah, but, uh, I was like, don't, don't worry about it, we work totally different. Yeah, yeah. So our, our guys, Ruth, Alec Andrew, we had an intern at the time, Chris, um, just got sketching and it's something that we do we, after two or three hours because it was like this is the brief they're looking for something like this uh we had about 26 27 different concepts and they're all pretty cool yeah. but they were just sketches they weren't finished designs and uh, i remember emailing them through me emailed them in patches yeah. we didn't actually just send up we didn't send a formal presentation yeah. document through and donald i remember he was on the phone and he was like, oh this is great i went mean, and we're putting them on the wall and you know even Everybody's in the room now and even the the accountants I've got okay. one are interested in this and this is brilliant So we did that and that project was a success and then they gave us uh, What was the tenure which was a yeah. flagship? Yeah designed to work on and we applied a similar process and like I said, we've got we've done I think close to ten different packaging projects for yeah. them now and it's um, that relationship's been going for Four or five years. Yeah because of that and we still we still work the same way so I think I think you're absolutely right. I think the the energy of a small company uh, is quite attractive to oh, larger yeah, yeah. organisations. I mean, you could you could be a bit more calculating and say, well, put case studies of bigger pieces of work and uh, you know all that sort of stuff. And that's that's one way of doing it. But I, yeah, I just I just think and I think other or larger organisations we've worked for, like Scottish Leather Group, mm. again, we'll share parts of their the brochure work we've done because we're so proud of the work. But that actually helps them in a way because we're we're, we're advertising or marketing their brand. And uh, we're just we're, we're not really, we're just, we're just really proud of the yeah, work. work. But yeah. inadvertently, they do lots of work in the automotive industry. And you'll know yourself with LinkedIn and I'm an ex-car guy, so I've got loads of folk yeah. in the automotive industry that are learning a little bit more about Bridge of Weird Leather or Scottish Leather Group because we're sharing some of the little snapshots yeah. of the sustainability report we've done for them in last year. So it's, it's just little things like that, but I just, I think we've got no, we're very democratic that way. We treat all our clients the same. Yeah. There's, there's no big, there's no small, there's no special. They're all just people yeah. at the end of the day. And that means they'll run the risk of getting phoned about 30 odd times <laughs> if we think we've got an idea yeah, for yeah. them that's, that's going to work for them. It's a great thing, actually, if it says, if you know your product or your service is great for them, you have no problem being totally yeah, yeah, shameless, yeah. just in, in putting yourself forward, and uh, and there's a great statistic about you know the majority of sales happens after seven or eight touches, yeah. and there's a I think it's like ninety five percent of sales happens after you've contacted the prospect um, more than seven times. Ninety five percent of sales people give up after two or three, yeah. so if you've got a great idea and a lot of the time, we'll just jump straight into well, what is it? what does that final idea look like and put some sketches together and send that through. A lot of the time you've, you've got something to be shameless with. You're, you're not we're not trying to do any harm. You're just yeah. like, this is really going to help you. We're so excited about this. You've got to give this a go. And then, so yeah, that's a bit of a kamikaze approach to yeah. sales. But that's, yeah. that's how, it, how it happens and how it still works to this day. Yeah. So, nice. yeah.
0: Good stuff. Can't remember
1: the original. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Smaller, uh, smaller project.
0: Or, or bigger projects he, he, anything you're proud of I mean you've always talked about yes. your um, some of the whiskey stuff you've done and there's, the leather projects
1: there's but. loads of stuff but just for the to properly answer the question there's a, a business coach that we worked with four or five years ago and uh, he's a Sherlaws coach okay. so he works for Sherlock's which yeah. is a really um, it's a really interesting company if you like for for business coaching and what he does is he sketches out all their methodologies in front of you and they're all trained how to use the pens properly and how Mm -hmm. to go through the the stages diagram for for businesses etc it's really really interesting and what we did it was was quite a small little project it was just a blog for the guy but um we photographed him sketching all this stuff out and that's that's a long time ago and he still uses that photography yeah and it's just because the photography was good, but it's the idea again, it's capturing a bit of his personality yeah, yeah, yeah. and doing that tiny little project, but one that's, that's endured. And, uh, i like, I said, we're, we're tons of examples of stuff like that. The sales um, thing's funny because actually there's a, a limit between passive. Yeah. It's a
0: strange one. I think it's really, well, it, like ultimately it's the most difficult thing, isn't it? No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But great sales and great products are two It's two ends of the same coin. Yeah. Um, I always said Steve Jobs was probably the best sales guy. Yeah. Um, because he knew how good his product was. He'd, he'd seen the incredible work his engineers and designers mm-hmm. and software guys had got to to reach solutions that nobody else, yeah, could, no else could, could, could do. do. Yeah. Uh, to get a level, a level of operational competence mm-hmm. that nobody else could get through. And um, so when you know it's that good, it's actually yeah. the easiest and most natural thing in the world yeah. to sell. It's, it's, if you believe in it yourself, then. Totally. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, they way too much on the passive side. Like I don't think we've ever lost a sale by being too in your face. Maybe we have. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I guess you'd never know. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. I agree. Like, I mean, do you remember the first time a client like approached you out of the blue?
1: The first time? Oh god.
0: Oh, uh... was that like more when you were freelancing, sort of thing? Or yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, I, I do. When I was freelancing, with uh, again one of my I've had sort of. Say probably about three different mentors and yeah. over the last couple of years, and uh, my first mentor Walter was great. It just he knew that you were just starting up, mm-hmm. um, very much at a similar stage to where you would yeah. be right now. Anybody he would, he would get your name out there. He would, yeah. he'd have some conversations. Mm-hmm. He'd get you. He'd get you going. And actually, if I had to be really, really honest, probably didn't appreciate it enough at the time, because the first thing when you're setting up that you need is you you need to sp- to be in a position that you can speak positively of previous experiences. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. or you have need to have something behind
1: you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, case study, testimonial, absolutely, but also that being able to look person two, three, four, and five in the eye and say, "Look, I helped that person unconditionally. I've done good work for them. Call them if you want." Yeah. Um. And taking it from there, and at the beginning when you've got no clients, no mm. customers. That's that's really that's the most yeah. important thing yeah, no, yeah. where you put all your own mistakes to one side, and like I said, Walter at the beginning was was fantastic for that. He was he was a true champion mm. of the company. And yeah, yeah, fantastic. Really no, I, I think that's
0: really important. Obviously, like in in design, it's you can show them. Um, yeah, that's so true. I mean, like, I, there's that last night a client a potential client emailed me, um, and asked to see, like some portfolio, some evidence of stuff we'd done before. And that, like, the, the relationship with that prospect has just come about again. Yeah. So we actually spoke, I spoke to them, like, really, um, really early on. And, you know, it's that concept of not having loads of stuff behind you. And uh, they, they, they took a lot of time with me, actually, and very nice, and, like, spent a lot of time, like, getting to know me and uh, my, like, kind of thoughts on social media and stuff like that but this time obviously when you've got that little bit behind you and you've kind of done some stuff it's a great feeling to be able to be like oh yeah this is you know what we've done and uh, yeah I think obviously in design it must be very similar the concept of being able to like prove what you've done and um, show people what you've achieved is quite yep. rewarding um, so design is kind of I guess going through an interesting point of view we spoke already off camera and off off the um, recording about kind of the way the internet is kind of disrupting different industries and decentralizing power. Yep. Um, I didn't, I didn't warn you about this question. I hope it's okay. But recently, um, Canva has become like a, a billion dollar company and is, you know, Australia's next unicorn. Yep. Um, I've spoken to different graphic designers and people that are involved in design about canva, and like you know some are really disparaging about it and yeah. think like "How dare they steal our craft and others are like, "Yeah, it's a great thing, and it you know helps and um, helps the design and helps the quality of design improve so kind of what what's your take on canva and, and like software like canva that are really accessible for small business owners and um people that are just want to have good design. Yeah. And how does it not impact you? Because I guess if someone's gonna use your business then they're looking for that absolute complete professionalism um that your company offers. But yeah, what's your kind of general feeling on prod like programmes like Canva?
1: I think um, first I've never I'm not huge hugely familiar with it, but yeah, I do yeah, know yeah. about the story. Yeah, yeah. Um it's not going anywhere. No. Yeah. So you just have to roll up your sleeves and find Deal a way a way to, for it to work for you. And I think this is, again, where some of my peers, we, we need to be we need to be open minded to like it's, it came in the past that uh, giving giving company your files to work on and and, and do them you know customize themselves. Um, people put rules up there. And, so, and there's there's different ways to treat it. But I think if you take Canva. What's likely to happen is the people that will use it, it's, it's probably not gonna be for the really high value stuff yeah. anyway, because to do to create a logo or to create a, a brochure or a website which is to, to the highest quality, which is gonna properly sell the brand in the right way, it's, it's not gonna be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but what it can do is take some of the more commoditized stuff, some of the more lower value stuff and help the client so whether the client does it themselves, or what will probably happen is they'll ask the designers to use some of their uh, yeah, some of their team to yeah. have a go at it. Um, I think it's fine, but it's not going anywhere. Yeah. So we should be as well trying to flip it into an opportunity. I can see something where we'll do your your Canva yeah, customization yeah. because Canva <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it properly for yeah. you. But it tends to be, I think the people that are gonna use it, um, they'll be using it for the sort of more commoditized stuff that probably doesn't exist anyway. Mm. Because a lot of the time, a client's going to have to go to their boss and say, "Look, we need budget for this." And if the bud the budget's either uh, going to be, they're going to decide whether it's worth the value to the company. And uh, you know, like I said, if if they're doing it on canvas, probably at the lower end of stuff. The high the high value stuff that we and other agencies do can't be replicated. It, it can be re well, it can but it can be replicated easily. Yeah. Um. All the I like the phrase intellectual weightlifting yeah, yeah, yeah. or road testing of ideas yeah. to make something as good as possible. Mm-hmm. That, there's huge value in that and, and Canada is a, a totally different thing. Yeah. So yeah, it nice doesn't, it's, uh, I'm fine, fine with it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> good. Um,
0: your, um, your, your initial kind of, you said, you described it, I think as like your, your first career sort of thing yes. it was in the car, the car space. Um, yeah can we just you never you never meet someone that was, a, was or is a car designer I don't know but well, I don't um, and I assume like the vast majority of, of listeners and watchers um, probably don't often meet someone that's it's a very like very big industry but also uh, in Scotland and it's not common and um, so can you like what's your take on modern car design who's your favourites who is doing the best Car design.
1: Who's doing the best car design yeah. right now?
0: What what brands and what what manufacturers? Um,
1: oh, question. I think it's funny talking about the the Scottish thing. Mm. There was car design's been through lots of different yeah. eras and stuff, and there was a time there was a guy called Giorgetto Giugiaro mm. from about the late sixties until probably the late eighties was yeah. seen as. And he did. He won car designer of the century awards, and he was known as the best. For he did the century. Too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, did the, he did the original Volkswagen oh, Golf. Right. Well, cool. Uh, he did so many yeah, yeah. amazing different designs. But in more recent times, now I'm out of the game now for about 10 years, yeah. so I'm, my my knowledge of it isn't as is up to date. And what I do tends to consume just about every minute of my yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. my life. So I, I don't have as much time to indulge the passion, but there's a guy called Ian Callum, mm-hmm. and he's the design director for Jaguar. Yeah. But he's probably most famous for in the early 90s transforming Aston Martin design right, well. um, Aston Martin design was okay and then he came out with a design that I think he was designing like a, an old industrial unit somewhere uh, the DB7 yeah. which was one of the best looking cars nice. of its time yeah. and then he did Vanquish and DB9 he, he's an absolute legend and yeah. he's, he's since done similar things with Jaguar really driving that brand into the, yeah, yeah. Into the future or yeah. into the, the present if you yeah, like well, yeah so he's one of the, one of the great guys. Um, but the the ones that are probably do the ones that doing the most interesting stuff is Tesla. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know don't, don't. I'll be very careful what I say. I don't. am not entirely sure about their business model. Okay. Because it, it's very much promise rather than delivery, and I'm a kind of guy that, that likes delivery. I like yep. uh, like people that say they're going to do what they do what they say and say what they yeah, do. They do and Tesla's over-promised and underdelivered delivered a lot, but the design and that sort of bringing a very luxurious, very technically luxurious feel into both the styling and also, especially the interior design of yeah, the cars it's is yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Were very, you coming from- up
0: predominantly in exterior or interior? How does, it, how does it work in that space? Are you <laughs> like an
1: interior designer and an exterior designer? But be- do you do a bit of everything? Yeah, at the beginning you do a bit of everything and then the good ones I think the good ones can do flip their hands to both. Okay. yeah, could do both. I don't know if Ian Callum's worked directly on interior, but he's he's definitely managed very beautiful looking interior design at Jaguar. Um what was I gonna say? The out of all the other guys, I mean it's Essentially, they're all they're all following the brand book, and it's not yeah. a bad thing. So Jaguar does, yeah. does beautiful looking SUVs and beautiful looking sports cars and saloons. Some of the new Alfa Romeo stuff is is really really nice. The the the, the big three Germans BMW, Audi, and Mercedes, and Mercedes yeah. again. I mean, As ever. so yeah, yeah, the detailing yeah. just I mean that's that's their thing is just uh, stunning, exquisite. BMW is doing some interesting things with their i series, the electronic yep. stuff. So. I wouldn't say those favourites as such, it's just, just people that are pushing the boundaries and doing interesting things. Unfortunately in car design, the ones that push the boundaries the most aren't usually the ones that are rewarded, but it tends to be the more, the designs, uh, car design, the car industry is quite a conservative market, so car designers can come up with lots of cool and wacky things, but the ones, the, the cars that are successful are the Volkswagen Golfs and the, the things that people feel familiar with, yes. um, so it's just one of those yeah. things I suppose. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah that's, that's a great
0: answer. Man. I mean, <laughs>
1: well, it's just one of those things.
0: Like, I don't know I am I love cars, you know. Yeah, what kind of cars uh, do you like? Minis. I am yeah, mini. obsessed with minis. Have been since I was like, I don't know. I'd have to ask my mum when I first started chatting about minis, but probably like before I was 10. Yeah. Like, I don't have a car, but I know when I buy a car, it's going to be a mini. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, just I just think they're, I remember I did like a P five presentation on minis yeah and like about the whole like business model and the how, the design of it and like how I think his name is Charles is Isigonus like designed the, yeah. the mini yeah as uh, they've always been my favourite and always will be that is a a promise <laughs> um, yeah
1: it's, it's funny you talk about that we I did study car design at the time the origi- the Mark two mini yep. the BMW mini yep. was just was just launched to market yeah. and we were all. Outraged because it's car lovers yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they the,
0: destroyed the old. No, well, they discontinued the classic. Like yeah, yeah,
1: but it was the spirit of the classic. The, the yeah. one you met, Sir Alec his agnosis, yeah. Uh his original concept of, of innovation yeah. had been thrown out the window for a, what was a purely commercial exercise. Yeah. Now with my business, how on ten years in, I'm like that's yeah. great business, and yeah. he done the same with the five hundred. Yeah, um, it's it's brilliant business. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. a legacy
0: product <laughs> and then updating it into the. Current market. I think it's that's a massive it. Thing, yeah, yeah, totally. People still have that connection with the the brand and the Fiat Five Hundred or the Mini Cooper brand. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talking of brands, um, this is the Ninety Five Social Small Business Owners Podcast. Yeah. So what, as a small business owner, um, most small businesses probably can't afford a, to have a a big design agency um, or a design agency do. A lot of work. Yeah. Maybe, you know, bigger bits of work. But what can like a uh, a small business do to make sure that their brand is consistently um their brand and their design is consistently at a top level at like an affordable price?
1: Well to be at a top level affordable price we'll probably get to, but to be at a top level, if you're small, I mean even their company's teeny. Um it's going to change. That's one of the big things. When we work with startups, um, your business model is going to be different in two years, yeah. time than what it is at the beginning. So there's absolutely no point going through a, a long, drawn-out branding exercise. You need a logo. You need something to put in your cards. You need to get it out there. So I think at the beginning, um, it should be just a bit of experimentation. So experimentation um, and just being very, very authentic. Um, if you've got staff and you you do lots of stuff that are like, oh, our company's never I mean we have lasagna days we've barbecues <laughs> yeah. uh, we go to design events together um the birthdays are always i think most good companies should celebrate yeah, birthdays yeah, yeah. celebrate birthdays we get nice we get each other nice christmas presents i get that little baby ferrari yeah, yeah. for my birthday yeah. um we're always doing stuff and it's partly cuz our company's all about people and um, so we we share as much of that on social and the social channels are free and yeah. so the more, the, the, the more you can share stuff like that that doesn't cost any budget Yeah. but you'll begin to people will tap into that vibe people will be like that's actually really nice the exercise that you're doing yourself yeah. which is we'll, we'll definitely be sharing this oh, yeah. as ourselves as part of our marketing is, is just putting out some good is, is just something which uh, is definitely something worth doing um, to get the I, I don't think you need to worry too much everybody's different some people will be yeah. really precious about their brand but you don't need to worry too much about being professional at least, I think I think being authentic is more important um, yeah and just unfortunately you do, you do have to bootstrap a bit at the beginning yeah, you do exactly. have to ask if your pal's good at photography can you do some photography for us of, of something if you're I'd say that the good thing with smartphones is now you can get yeah,
0: super they got a 4k camera and yeah, things, no. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. you get
1: stuff like that. Is so you just got to use as much of it as possible. But at the beginning, just just be super authentic and get try and get in front of as many people as possible. Use Canva. Yeah, I would say if you're at startup and you've got infographics that you want to create or there's information you want to use. I'm not. I don't think we're doing ourselves out of work here. Use Canva. Use the tools. Yeah. Uh, just make it as vibrant as possible and as lively as possible. Yeah. Before you know. It. Things will start to happen. Give out a lot of good. Do, yeah. do exactly what you're doing. Give out a lot of good. Um, you'll be amazed at how much it comes back. Yeah. It's a little time delay, but it does come back. Yeah, no,
0: I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, I guess it's something that I, I who was I speaking to, I was speaking to someone recently, and they were talking about um, they were starting a new venture, and uh, someone had commented on how simple the website was. Yep. I'd said, Oh, simple really hard to do. And he, he turned to me and was just like, Oh, literally, I just literally just put the words of the the name of the project and then that was it and uh-huh. someone was saying "Well, oh, that's great simple design and we've already spoken about apple and um, and you know the the masters of simple design yeah and um so how from like a professional's point of view how hard is like simple design and how how do you keep a design simple yet effective
1: oh uh simplicity the great quote simplicity mm. is the ultimate sophistication it's true and it's also the hardest yeah is by far the hardest thing to achieve um, how do you achieve it you've got to be absolutely clear about what it is you're trying to communicate what message it is do you want to communicate something which is fun funky do you want to uh, communicate a specific detail uh, I actually think the bet the to, communicate, to, to bring simplicity to life, to communicate it, to do it effectively. I don't think there's any other way than just putting the arrows in. Yeah. I don't think, like we're doing some photography right now for a nursery practitioner and um, what was I going to say, the amount of time and effort that will go into the cropping yeah. of the images so that we've ca- ca- captured, we're doing these little still lifes of some of our products set and some of the things that she uses to teach people with. The amount of time that we'll go into the cropping, into the bringing out of the colors, the levels, all the little simple things, the composition is just crazy. So that you, you've achieved something which is engaging yet simple. Uh, but to do something simple is really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't get so threatened so much with Canva because it can only really done by be done by a craftsperson. Yeah. Even I struggle with it now it's the team yeah. that are able to, I can give an, an assessment of it. But to actually do the work to achieve that, it can only be done by a professional, um, I believe. So I don't, yeah. Simplicity is difficult, but a lot of, a lot of work, a yeah, lot of, imagine. a lot of trial and error. Again, what, what's on the wall behind you is, yeah. is, is and I'll show you where where this is eventually leading to. Yeah. At the end, because this is all the work that goes into. Is this client. for one, client? This is one one website project for one client. Wow. And uh, I'll show you where eventually at the stage we're at right now, but that's yeah you got to go through a lot of stuff yeah and then begin to look at what you have and we talk a lot about the seesaw Mm -hmm. so the seesaw is the words in the image or the visual and what you want is the right sort of tension so as you look at the visual it'll actually describe whether the words are strong enough yeah whether the words are engaging enough and we title everything Mm -hmm. we title every concept every direction and uh, what we're trying to do is just make sure we've got a higher level of understanding about sure. the solution. And again, just work through lots and lots of potential solutions. Challenging, but worth, worth it. Yeah. At the end, of the, when you achieve it, and you know yourself, you don't even need any, anybody else to tell you it's great. You know yourself.
0: Yeah, you can tell when you, you've got your own something good. you nailed yeah. it, yeah. And just final little question here before we kind of wrap up. Go for pizza? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a pizza. <laughs> so. Finally, question. Um, I'm a massive Apple fan. Anyone that knows me will say that's probably my biggest weakness. I'm a massive Apple fan. Okay. And, um, like, we've spoken about Apple's design. Um, where, where do you think Apple as a company are with their design? Do you think it's on, like, the way down? Or what? I, I don't get to speak to, like, high profile and like very successful designers like yourself very often Um, so where do you think Apple are in terms because I mean you can talk about the technology all you want but I guess the design is is still great but do you think it's sustainable and like where do they go?
1: Oh uh, the tough one to to answer because Apple's I'm I'm similar I absolutely adore Apple products and mainly what they were about a few years ago mm-hmm. um, or that sort of 2000 and so late 2000s to yeah. sort of early 2010s, 11s, 12s, yeah. they, I think they reached a, a quality of design, which I don't know anybody would ever got to that level yeah. in, in terms of product design. Um, so you've kind of got to compare them to two things, the current market and also yeah. the, their, past. their past. So compared to their own past, they're, they're unfortunately there's, yeah,
0: they set the highest standard yeah in
1: terms of quality they're still at the the zenith yeah. they've still got the best metals they still constructed in the most i believe um you know the strongest way the, the quality of the product still great where they're missing out i'll use an example yeah it's some of the and every time every time this happens
0: we uh. Oh, I know what you're gonna do. We yeah. in the studio. <laughs> yeah. So. For the for the camp, for the uh for the podcast <laughs> listeners, um, what Benedetto is just about to do is plug a lightning cable. Yeah. You describe it as you do.
1: Your your uh your deadline is in one hour. Yeah. in uh, your team is working flat out to try and, and finish it, and. Uh, and then all of a sudden your your mouse goes. So, to get your power back and to be able to continue your work, you have to lay the mouse on its back and plug it in. It doesn't, to be fair, it doesn't take very long no. to charge up. But... I think Steve Jobs would be uh, spinning in his grave if, if something like that was allowed to leave. And I have the hugest, the, the most... Fundamental respect for Jonathan Ives Yeah, yeah, He is yeah. a genius. Yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant, but there's this things like this going on, and lesser examples of this uh, with their interfaces and everything, and that's for somebody that loves Apple. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely loves Apple. That's that's a tough one to tough one to to take, but that's yeah. there you go. So don't know.
0: Don't know. Yeah. That's a, a, yeah. I mean. <laughs>
1: how do we know I mean, that? was a competitive
0: <laughs> company in the world but yeah you never know they could release something in March that is blows well, everyone away again
1: I hope so yeah say I really really hope so um, it, it can't be an easy company to run no, uh, no. Steve Jobs footsteps yeah. are probably the biggest you could ever Have, yeah. imagine but things like that shouldn't happen to what was one stage the greatest company in the world the thing is I don't think the other guys are that great no either so yeah, yeah. yeah where do you a a go for enough. your
0: yeah, when you're the best ever, where do you go from there? You yeah. It's a challenge. Um, so, Benedetto, thank you very much for your time. Jack, thank you. Um, before we go, yes, um, I always ask people to recommend someone for a future episode of the podcast. All right, okay. Do you have someone in mind that could be a great guest on the podcast that's got an amazing story, uh, runs a great business?
1: I think of loads. There's too many. There's too many. We are you after? because
0: you've you've mentioned you've had a few. I've had a few coffee shops, or there's one that will be coming up. So we've had the first episode was with Robbie who owns Karen Coffee. Mm-hmm. Then we had Colin and Richard from Yato. Yep. Who recommended you? And then um, last week we had Graham and Keith who mm-hmm. own Wish Entertainments and are the Hamden and Murrayfield Stadium team behind like the kind of match day presentation. Yep. So. Something a little different would be cool. Um you're the first design um agency we've had on. Um anything that something probably business to business would be good. Business to business. Yeah. Maybe something designy would be cool as well.
1: How would you feel about? He's a busy guy. Yeah, that's uh, fine. That's he's fine. my he's my current mentor. Okay. He's a he's a gentleman called Ian McRitchie. Okay. He's you can Google him afterwards. Yeah, his CV is incredible. Um, he's been involved, in, I think, in something like seventeen company turnarounds. Um, increased shareholder. That's, that's his thing. Increased shareholder okay, value for the sure. companies. And one of the best private, one of the best business people in Scotland. Full yeah. stop. Um, tons of tales about about that. But actually, what he's doing right now is he's a hundred percent in of his time is going towards MCR Pathways, which is wow. his charity, yep. um, which is basically providing mentors to disadvantaged kids throughout Scotland. An incredibly interesting guy. He's, he's got on a mission to have 10,000 mentors in schools wow. for the disadvantaged uh, children. I think, I don't know if Scotland or the Scotland in the UK, but his vision is crazy and they're scaling at the speed of light already. He's a proper make things happen kind of guy fast. Yep. so if we can get him in front of yes, you and, but I think he'd love the opportunity to, to put something else out there because he's always communicating what he's about and what his organisation's about and the, what they do is is amazing it's yep. absolutely amazing so that would be my if, I, if we can make that happen I think that would be a great one I think it would be great to meet him as well
0: brilliant thank you very much thank you much appreciated for your time pleasure let's go grab a pizza and uh, continue our chat offline lovely Brilliant. cheers, cheers. <laughs> I really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with Benedetto. The work on the walls of his studio is incredible and his team are producing some amazing stuff. One wee apology is to Sir Alex Ezagonis, creator of the Mini. I mistakenly referred to him as Charles, a rookie error. Thanks again to Benedetto for taking the time out of his busy day to have a chat and to you for listening. If there's someone you'd love to see on the podcast or you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch by emailing hello at ninety-five socialcouk See you next time.